Hello, I am Warden Wilson Matua of the Three Sheets National Reserve. Whiskey bottles die every day. Three Sheets to the Mouse was created to meet the global challenges of sobriety. It is my job to tell you that only with great debauchery and adult language can you be in harmony with nature. That is why I ask of you, all of you, sin nudes. Fuck that little bitch. Poor shit. I know it's unsorted, but you'll be rewarded When at last I am given my dues And injustice deliciously squared Be Hello everyone and welcome to a special quickie episode of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney, but tonight we have a special treat. And joining me are my co-hosts, Adam. What's up everybody? Tim. What's going on? And tonight our special uh, guest is Dave Koch from the Mickey Dudes podcast. Dave, welcome. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. So tonight, uh, you know... Like we like we do every night, we're here to talk to you about some Disney parks, some Disney booze, and maybe a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab a uh, man of Chevitz. God. And enjoy this week's episode of Three Sheets of the Mouse. Uh, t- tonight, Dave, you know, it's your first time on the show. Welcome. Thanks. Glad to be here. Uh, we're going to have, you know, like we do every show, uh, what are you drinking tonight? I just actually finished my drink. I just had a um, local, local, a really local brew, as in the brew pub next door to me at the moment. It's a, uh, it's an ale called, it's a um, hoppy ale called Jake's uh, Tricky Ale from a place called Jake's Saloon in Manhattan. Oh, nice! Yep. Sounds good. Knew I had to come That's up here, so I kind of just stuck my beer out of the out of the place. Took myself a nice pint glass with it, so I'll return it later on. Just. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know, you'll return it. Yeah, I have enough. Turn it so. to my cupboard. Hmm. <laughs> uh, my my in laws were cleaning out some of the things in their basement, and uh, they found some glasses that I stole from uh, from across the pond about twelve years ago. Oh, from the London, you mean? From the London, the London. yes. <laughs> That's how I end up with menus. <laughs> I'll return it later. I swear I'm just borrowing. I have Disney people that do uh, napkins from the restaurants, so it's like ah. they're trying to, they're trying to swipe a Tiffin's napkin. Uh, so so like wait, they steal cloth napkins? Yes. But they're plain. There's That's, no like embroidery on them, yeah. is there? They do have the they do have the name embroidered on them from the from the restaurant, so it was one of those Some things, of the I guess do. it's just it's just a, something for their trophy room, you know? Hmm. <laughs> That's go over interesting. Company, go over to company's house. Uh, why does your napkin say Yachtsman Steakhouse? <laughs> <laughs> what is a flying fish? <laughs> it's actually some. Uh, no, it's actually someone uh, known in the uh, Disney community. So I'm going to keep that one quiet. But 
It's quite yeah, comical. Maybe not <laughs> blow up there. We blow up our own spots enough, I guess. So. That's, true. <laughs> That's well. Look, Dave. The only time Disney ever listens to the show is when we do Armchair Imagineers. So we're good. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Tim, what are you drinking tonight? We've got some uh, Sir Walter's Red from our local winery, and it's really sweet. It's Concord wine. Ooh. It's, it's like that, drinking a jam sandwich. It's not like that heavy alcohol, like medicine-y flavor. It's sweet, but it's not awfully sweet. Is it? Is it like? Uh, it's not heavy. Long in the. Is it long in the finish? Is it like? Uh, kind of like syrupy, or is it? No, it's like not heavy at all. No, it's, it's not very heavy light. At all. Very light. It's still. This is the one that they usually mull in the wintertime because of the ah. sweetness. And you add the I'm sure with some mulling spices, that would mm, probably yeah. be really, really good. Um, speaking of spices, I have uh, some Glendala Double Barrel Irish Whiskey. So this is grain whiskey, Irish grain whiskey, that's been aged first in bourbon barrels and then finished in sherry barrels because sherry whiskey is the best whiskey. It, it's, it's one I've had before. I don't think I've ever had it on the show, but it's a really, really bright, uh, sweet finish. I like it because I like sherry whiskeys. But do you like sherry? Like, I've never had you know, sherry, honestly. I know, I'm not even quite we were, sure what it is. Brant and I were talking about this when we when we did the BSEA podcast. Um, I've never had sherry. Okay. But I love sherried whiskeys. It's weird. You've never I, had sherry either. Not even quite. Is it a wine? It's like sherry wine? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a fortified wine. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I might have to give it a give it a try like i i've had port before and i like port depends on the port ruby and tawny tawny i like tawny ports i don't like some of the other ones that are just they're too heavy yeah they, i mean they can be heavy heavy sweet wines i've had co- stuff cooked in sherry before but i've never actually yes. drank sherry yeah i've had sherry cooked things but never never actually drink sherry J- dave have you ever had sherry i don't recall I'm I was thinking say, probably you're, you're not, not a 90 year old British grandma. So yeah. I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, I do. I do. Rem- I do remember my grandmother giving me something to clear my sinuses every now and then. So it, could, it very well could have been. It was either that or brandy. <laughs> because a yeah, lot of brandy. Times, brandy. Yeah, brandy. I'll, brandy okay, was so a it was big remedy brandy back in the day. I've been congested and had to record shows. And I've like done a double shot of brandy right before the... Uh, recording just to clear just to uh be able to talk and not talk yeah that was the only reason why you did those double shots is just to be (laughs) able to talk (laughs) well back when we were kids they would also use brandy for teething see i got scotch you see in my in my neighborhood it was uzo okay uh astoria for me it was scotch i would give ethan scotch i gave ethan scotch when he was teething and it was good stuff, too. It was like Macallan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was, but I know it was scotch. He's spoiled. <laughs> All right, so, Dave, you're here tonight because uh, you've got some some awesome fundraising past, present, and future things going on. And we wanted to uh, we wanted to bring you on the show, talk to you about uh, kind of what's going on with, uh, with your involvement with uh, an awesome, awesome charity that we have also been recently involved with, and that's Give Kids the World. Excellent. Uh, I've been volunteering with Give Kids the World since I believe 2012. I've uh, 
logged at least at this point about 200 hours with them on various trips that I've done. Uh, I try to go. Um, I try to go at least once a year and work a couple of shifts. I am in a um, in the process of becoming a Florida resident. I'm hoping to uh, make the Florida plunge by uh, July of next year. So, in some of the some of the, my research last year, for instance, I uh, rented a Airbnb for the whole month of um, August in the in the greater Orlando area and to kind of just give myself structure because I know, okay, well, I'm not going to be going to the parks all the time when I'm down there and everything. Uh, I was still living on my Northeast. I'm a teacher, so I had my summer salary and everything, but I'm like, I can't be going to the park straight through. So I kind of have to find other things to occupy my time and just learn how it is to just be, be in Florida and see if I can actually live here. So to kind of give myself a work schedule and give myself a little bit of structure, I pretty much uh, planned almost every day to be at Give Kids the World to work a different shift and work a different job that they have available for, for volunteers over there. So it was so I was kind of just getting up in the morning like I would be going to work, but instead I kind of went I went to Give Kids the World. I, I did a couple night shifts at times, so I have a whole bunch of experience with just dealing with the people at the village and. I just want to kind of just share what an amazing place it is, especially with the wow you guys are doing your uh, fun fundraiser for the November sheet, sheet up. I just with that, I just kind of wanted to um, talk to you guys about how amazing it is, and maybe in the process, maybe try to, I guess, uh, in, inspire some people to maybe give up a little bit of the time for their Disney vacations, four hours or so, and. Maybe spend some time over at Give Kids the World because you're going to find if you go to Give Kids the World that the magic is just as much there as it is in the Disney parks. It might even be more of that because you actually get to create the magic. Since you've been involved with Give, Give, Give Kids the World so much, we haven't really touched on what they actually do. Okay, so Give Kids the World works in conjunction with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and... They uh, specialize in granting uh, free vacations for children with life-threatening illnesses. Now, a lot of these, uh, now some of these uh, children, unfortunately, do lose their battles. But a lot of times, it's been told, it's been reported that a child comes to give kids the world. They have this amazing Disney and Universal vacation, and. They come back completely energized, ready to fight their uh, illness. They're very cooperative in their treatment and everything. And it's kind of just after co constantly being prodded and poked by doctors and everything, after a while, they kind of just, sometimes they just kind of just don't want to cooperate. Give Kids the World kind of just re-energizes them and gives them hope for something better later on that when they come back, they fight with a vengeance. And... We have a lot of, they have a lot of uh, people who visit or who are called welcome back families. Once you're a guest of the, of the resort, you can come back at any time when you're in the Florida area and visit for a full day. And you can go use their facilities, just uh, you can't stay, you can't stay again, you can't get another uh, vacation. But you're always welcome to come back. Uh, there's some various things that they do with the children that... Uh, 
they can come back and revisit. I'll be happy to tell you about some of those experiences that the children have. But, and I have worked with more teenagers uh, that, and actually young adults in their 20s who actually have, when they were younger, battled uh, battled an illness and cool. went and won their won their fight with it and now they come back and they regularly volunteer to give awesome. back to it that's awesome now you talked about volunteering in various different positions or spots right so now what kind of volunteers because we do actually have listeners down in florida so and there's always somebody going to disney so what kind of like volunteer opportunities do they actually have like what if you decide to sign up with digits the world to volunteer uh, what are some of the jobs of you would, be, would uh, you be doing for one they have uh, you could be a ride operator uh, they have a carousel over there they have a um, midway ride that's similar to uh, dumbo and astro orbiter called Lori's magical flight that you're putting the kids on the ride you're you're setting it up you're you there are times where the parents might not want to ride, so you're running the ride, and other times your partner's running the ride, and you're riding it with them because they have nobody else to ride, and they need to ride with an adult. Uh, they have a they have a train that goes around the village that you uh, you get to be the engineer for. So I have gone to this place and played the entire time and just had a blast doing it. Other times. Uh, there are some there are some more uh, grunt work positions. I've uh, helped I've helped serve breakfast. I've helped serve dinner in their cafeteria style uh, restaurant. So it's just front of the line food service in that case. Uh, every every child uh, when they go to uh, give kids the world, they get a gift every morning. And I've gone around on the uh, golf cart delivering gifts to different villas. Uh, I've uh, worked in their ice cream parlor, just making uh, eight hours of making milkshakes and making ice cream ice cream sundaes. That's actually a really busy shift because everybody just it never stops. There are people just coming in straight through, so you don't get a uh, you, you really don't get a uh, break at that point. Uh, I've my favorite shifts, though, are golf cart shifts, where you get to just drive around the village. I've delivered pizzas. I've had one. Sh- I've had one shift where I worked what was called the cookie cart, where at night all I did was just drive around, and anybody that I saw walking through the village, I just uh, called over to them, asked them, "Hey, do you want some cookies and lemonade?" And just had a whole uh, golf cart full of with boxes and boxes of cookies, and I was just serving cookies to anybody that I saw on the street who wanted them. So it. So this is a this is an entire resort uh, dedicated, and, and you know people think of it. Oh, it's a resort. There's going to be just generic hotel rooms. It's not like that at all, is it? No, it is a seventy acre playground for children. Uh, they have um, it's uh, I think it's a a three bedroom villa. Uh, they have the room for the parents. They have a room for the, they have room for the children with the I think it's two beds per room. Full family room, full full living room. It's a it's a really nice it's a really nice spread. They give them they give them transportation. So if uh, they need to rent a car, they they give them the car for the week. And they I think uh, lo, I think uh, domestic families get seven days. International families get ten days with the jet lag and everything. And they in addition to having a 
full it's almost like a Disney resort where you have your pool you have your you have your restaurants you have your recreation activities but they also get tickets to the park so they'll get a three-day three-day hopper ticket to Walt Disney World they'll get two days at Universal and then any other attraction in Orlando they want to go to SeaWorld they want to go to Legoland all they have to do is tell the concierge what they want and they will get them they will get them tickets for it. One kid for instance wanted to go on a helicopter ride and there was Orlando helicopter tours made that happen. Somebody wanted to go to Orlando Eye. They just went behind their desk. Okay, here's some tickets to the Orlando Eye. Everything That's is done awesome. based on donations. Uh, it's while it is an ama- while it is definitely an amazing resort. It's one that I hope to never have to share with anybody in my family, given the implications of it in that way. But when a child comes to give kids the world, they are treated like a king for the weekend. And it's not just it's not just the wish child. Uh, sometimes when a, um, a child is, is fighting an illness, uh, by just by human nature, the uh, siblings some, sometimes kind of just get fall by the wayside. They feel like they're, they're not necessarily neglected, but they might feel like they're neglected at times. So uh, so it's extended to both the, all the siblings of the wish child, anybody in the family. Uh, this, the, all the children, wish child, siblings are treated the same. A lot of times when families come into the different facilities they have, uh, for instance, the last time I was running their video game system, uh, facility, they have this rec center with almost every type of uh, video game console, and they take games out and they can play, play them in this huge family style room. I couldn't tell which which of the which of the children was the sick child and which one was their which one was the siblings. You don't really ask that question. You just kind of just go and be present for them, and you kind of just help them any way they can with having the best vacation they can have on there. No, that's that's really cool. Awesome. How did you get involved? I actually got involved with just uh, listening to a lot of Disney podcasts. The first place that I ever heard of uh, Give Kids the World was from Mike Rollman's Be Our Guest podcast, and it sounded like an amazing institution, so I checked, in, I checked it out, and then I started uh, running... And um, at that time, uh, Mickey Myler's uh, running team was forming, and they were a charity running team. And their one thing was uh, they will support you with any of the on- online with any of your running efforts. Uh, the only thing, the price of admission was a $50 donation yearly to give kids the world. And from there, I just hearing constant uh, podcasts of people just. Uh, having either visiting it or just raising money for it, it made me really interested in kind of, it just made me interested in the whole, uh, the whole setup. I, uh, I used to do a lot of volunteer work as a um, emergency medical technician. I since blew out my knee and almost dropped the patient. And since then I, I had to give up, I had to give up my certification and I just haven't, I haven't been on an ambulance in years, and it was something that I was really... It was a major void in my life, and I was kind of just looking for something that kind of came close to that. Going to give kids the world for the first time, it filled that void of missing working on the ambulance and volunteering on the ambulance uh, 
day in and day out that just it's actually one of the reasons why people ask me well you know you're moving to Florida what you grow up you want to move to Disney it's not the parks that are bringing me there it's actually one of the reasons why I want to make the move to Florida is to be closer to give kids the world so I can give them more time there that's awesome now we met you mentioned volunteering and different aspects of it how hard is it to actually I guess enroll or sign up for one of those volunteers okay, positions. It's, it's actually not that hard. You, um, you obviously you're working with children, so you're going to have to go through a background check. You submit. You submit to a. Uh, you go on. Uh, they they ask you a couple questions, and then from there they basically let you know. Okay, this is what's going to be looked into. They tell you your legal rights. You basically have to tell them, hey. My life is an open book, and you have to consent to them doing an extensive background check on you. And obviously, you can't have any felonies or anything like that, Where, especially if it's anything against children. So they really do a good job of vetting their, vetting their potential volunteers beforehand. And then once, once you come back clean and you're ready to, um, they're ready to uh, start scheduling you, they just basically... They give you a contact of somebody and they say, okay, when you're in the Orlando area, uh, email us. We'll get back to you and we'll tell you what we'll tell you for the days that you requested the volunteer. We'll tell you the type of shift. We'll tell you the type of shifts that are available. Now, how far is it for like people like me who don't necessarily who fly down? So we'd have to figure out transportation okay. to volunteer. So what I so give kids the world is about maybe 20 minutes from uh from Walt Disney World proper, uh, I think th- I think it's off uh, it's off count. Uh, I think it's off County Road 535. If any of you have ever been in the area and uh, past the medieval times, it's just past it's just past that. So it's really not that far of a dr- it's not far of a drive from the Disney Springs <coughs> exit of Walt Disney World. Uh, with that said, they don't. For their volunteers, they don't provide transportation. You have to get your own transportation. So a, an Uber over to there is going to run you about $25 from most of your uh, resorts. I usually, What I usually end up doing is, if I'm there for one day, I'll rent a car. And um, I'll take Magical Express over to, over to the resort. I'll do what I'm doing in the resort for the days. And the day that I'm going to give kids the world... I'll uh, I'll go over to the Walt Disney Dolphin because they have an Avis car rental over there. I'll rent a car for the day. I'll pick uh, the valet drives it right up in front of the hotel. I'll go over to Give Kids the World. Usually, I usually when I do Give Kids the World, I try to um, basically uh, combine it with another park. So I might be going over to Universal, or I might be doing something like maybe uh, doing one of the brew pubs or breweries in the Orlando area. At the same time with that, so when I, I plan to leave property, I try to get everything out of the way, and then by the end of the day, when I after I've done my shift at Give Kids the World, I just go back to the Dolphin and I drop the car off at the um, at the at the car valet, and then just uh, usually just walk over to Epcot and get a bus back to my resort. If it's not running, I just uh, take an Uber. If any of the shooters are interested in volunteering, uh, head over to uh, www.gktw.org. Uh, 
slash volunteer. And that's where you can find all the information about how to volunteer, how to sign up. They'll give you forms. Uh, it would be awesome to see some of our shooters if they're down there for a lengthy period of time. Uh, you know, spend a day. Now, Scott, can I add something to that? Sure. Okay. So a couple a couple of things that I do get uh, when I do volunteer there is I get a, I get the question all the time. Well, isn't it sad? A lot of people might not want to volunteer because they they don't want to see children suffering, and I totally understand that. What I will say about Give Kids the World is when you go there, the magic is there's is just as much in the Disney that the magic that you feel in the Disney parks is just as much over there in the action in, in the village itself and you get to actually create the magic uh i've i bought my father i bought rebecca toon who's posting the uh who posts in the uh cheater group all the time and yes she i remember i remember the day she was she was in town and we were driving over there and i remember that the shift that we worked together she was a basket case because of it because she had heard me talk about it and she really she really wanted to see why i loved it so much but when we finally got into the car she was so nervous about seeing all of these kids she was uh, suffering she was afraid she would get there and start crying yeah she got there and they they had her running they had her running the recreation center which is called amberville every video game system you can imagine is there they have this uh, huge s HO train models uh, that she oh. got to run. So she, she, she's she's turning it on for the kids. They have these uh, they have these uh, boats that are. There's a little lagoon outside with these radio controlled boats. Skeetball. She, uh, she was stuck in this rec center just running that while I was driving a shuttle around, picking up people from different villas and taking them all over the um, all over the all over the village in a golf court. When I got back to her, she had this huge smile on her face. The next day, she's like, "Yeah, we're coming back the next day," and we signed up. We signed up the next day to um, to serve breakfast. On the way over, we never made it over there because I had a huge ass blowout in my car. So we ended up oh, no. on the we ended up on the side of the road, and some uh, some one of those uh, some guy that just looked like he just crawled out of the swamp ended up helping us and everything. It was a, it was a, it was a very <laughs> scary Florida moment. Like I want to move yeah. here. It was just it was this inbred city at that point. But that's another story kind for another time. Kind of felt you like you're right out of American Horror Story freak show. Yes, oh, no. that's that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, and I had to fuck with Rebecca at that point too because uh, she hated clowns. So I was. Uh, there's oh a, no! There's a, oh, huge, God. there's a huge clown on property. Oh, it's no. a um, no it, it's, it's actually a uh, garbage can, and you go up to it, and it sucks the garbage out, and it is basically you oh, feed the no. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I've also my father has also experienced that apprehension because I, I I worked with him over there once. We we uh, spent uh, eight hours in the ice cream parlor together. And he didn't want to leave when his shift was over. He had such a good time. Uh, I will be. I will be straight up with you guys. Uh, since 2012, there have been two moments where I did actually become overcome. I did get a little emotional, and I had to run off stage and kind of compose myself. Uh, if you don't mind, if I, I'd like to actually just tell you guys of those stories because I want to yeah, give you the please. whole. I want to just give everybody the whole. Um, let them know everything that they're getting into. 
So, one of my favorite things about Give Kids the World, whilst, uh, while, yes, it's nice to see the children having fun and everything, one of my favorite things, though, is watch, as a teacher, I like watching the parents. Because the parents, I'm not a father myself yet, but these parents have this weight off their shoulders when they're at Give Kids the World because they're constantly dealing with driving the kids back and forth to the doctors. They're watching, the, they're watching their child constantly be poked with needles, constantly in pain. It is one of, it's a, definitely a stressful situation for them. And they actually get to watch their children smiling, having fun, and being ch children. And the huge smiles on the parents' faces is just infectious in that way. And one of the things that they have over there is a uh, playground called Matthew's Boundless Playground. It was donated by Hasbro. It is a, it's basically a huge uh, version of, a huge child version of Candyland. So the, the entire, oh, wow. the entire playground is a Candyland board. And then each section, so the, uh, I guess the uh, candy cane section of, 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 of uh, Candyland is where all the swings are. And they're just, and they're candy cane swings. And each section is oh, wow. themed to a different section of, can of the Candyland board. And every Sunday night, they have a life-size version of Candyland played where the kids are the gingerbread men. They're given, they're given flashcards with colors and they have to hop from one color to the other. And when they reach each, each uh, section of the board, they have little games where they have to play. And they win a, bunch of they win a handful of candy to move on. Yep. So my game was just, my section of this was, it was really simple. It was, you remember those old Fisher-Price bowling toys that mm -hmm. they had? Yeah. It was the, it was the Fisher-Price bowling set set up along the, along one of the paths on, on the playground. And they just had to just throw the ball and just bowl over the plastic pins. And they won a huge uh, handful of candy from me and then moved on. There was this one little boy, uh, he was uh, up to my, uh, knee high, so I kind of just squatted down to play with him and everything. And he was bouncing up and down because he was full of candy. He couldn't go too far away from his mother because he was on a uh, he was on an oxygen tank, so he had the oxygen. Uh, he had a nasal cannula in his nose, and his mother was holding the oxygen tank in a book bag by her. So, but he's really having fun. He. He was, every time he got a strike, he was jumping up and down. We were really having this really great interaction, high-fiving high -fiving each other. And it ends, finally, I give him his candy. He goes to move on to the game and runs back and gives me one more high-five. And the parents have this huge smile. And I was just, I was on cloud nine dealing with this kid. And then after I was alone... I thought about it and I realized why that kid was there and I got really choked up. I had to call one of the coordinators and say I need somebody to cover for me. I ran backstage uh, to the employee area. Uh, at that point, I just ran into the bathroom for a couple minutes. I was bawling and then I just splashed some cold water in my face and uh, came back out and put the smile back on my face and continued my shift. And so, that's, the, that's the moments that are that are just precious and, and timeless and you'll never forget something like that exactly so you do have a you do might have one or two moments like that but in 
four in four years of going there, I had two of those moments. That one was the most extreme. Every other time, from the minute I get on property, I have this huge smile on my face. And when my shift ends, I kind of just, there are times where it's like, I've asked, okay, well, you have another shift. Do you have anything else going on? Other times it's like, oh, or why did I make a reservation in Ohana tonight? I should have just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. Uh, so, you know, you, you talk about your involvement at Give Kids the World. Um, for a long time, you've been involved in, in sort of fundraising efforts because they do rely a lot on fundraising and donations. And those are great ways to help out. For those that can't go down there and can't donate their time, a good way is to donate funds, donate money. Well, I just have a quick question sure. because um, does Disney donate the tickets or are they, are they buying the tickets? So uh, that's, Disney, that's a big... Disney donates the tickets. As a matter of fact, at all times on their board of directors, they have an executive from Disney, they have an executive from SeaWorld, and they have an executive from uh, Universal. At all that's times, that's probably the only times they all only get together and actually are civil <laughs> to each other. <laughs> right. They actually they all work together on this board, and it's actually and they make this place work. They, awesome. So yes, all of Disney donates all of donates all of the um, tickets as as well as the other parks do. As a matter of fact, oh, wow. they also have meet and greets in the morning. So. Bell has oh, wow. been known to come. Mickey Mouse comes every two every Tuesday morning. Mickey and Minnie come to do meet and greets with the kids. Uh, they have their own they have their own characters also at the at, uh, on the property. They have Mayor Clayton <laughs> and his uh, wife Miss Mar Miss Mary, and they're these huge ass bunnies. That are kind of freaky, but they. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about they're, that. They're, they're not. Uh, look, I've se I've seen pictures on the website. They're not as bad as the 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 Paramus Mall Easter Bunny. No, all no, I'm thinking not. right now is, and I know we've all seen the GIF at this point with the creepy rabbit sitting on the toilet, and yep. he just taps right now. <laughs> no. Not well, not to ruin the ma not to ruin the magic for anybody, but obviously nobody. No, nobody with common sense here is going to let their kids listen to this. So, uh, what, what are you trying to say, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the right, really I'll, little ones. Well, at this, <laughs> at this point, at this point, parents cover your kids' ears because we're going to go into magic for a second. But I will say, um, as far as oh, the God, costumes for, for these, these are Disney quality costumes for the fur characters wow. that they have. I mean, over yeah, there. <laughs> so, yeah, this, Mickey. Isn't, this isn't Times Square Mickey. No, this isn't. This isn't <laughs> Times Square. I almost. You mean one it's of not Times Square Mickey and Times Square Mickey? Elsa probably did have crap. Balls. <laughs> I almost kicked. I almost kicked Elsa in the balls today in Times Square because I just got oh, somewhere. And oh. They were just in my way, and I. Just, yeah. Yes, actually, because did. Times Square Elsa did not have uh, his uh, head on. So yes. Yes, but had a mean five o'clock shadow. So. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so so Dave, like uh, like I said. You've not only donated your time, but you've helped donate money to this cause. It's a wonderful cause. Um, now, take us back to the first time that you have been involved with the fundraising efforts for Give Kids the okay. World. Um, I just want to say one thing as far as the, the donations on this. Give Kids the World is considered by the Better nice. Business Bureau one of the top ten charities in America as far as how they do their money. 
93 cents of every dollar goes to That's the actual awesome. wow. mission. Uh, seven cents goes to administrative costs, but if you are donated to Give Kids the World, their their books are very transparent in that way, and they they have they have the um, the clout to back it up with all these other organizations, the watchdog organizations out there. So I so it's that, not like a Sujin G Coleman kind of situation where money was mismanaged. Very no, it's badly. It's actually very considered. Badly. It's it's one of the top five best managed charities in the United States. That's awesome. That's mm. awesome. So yeah. they're on the up and up. Yes, they are definitely they are definitely on the up and up. And a visit over to the vi- they, a visit over to the village will definitely show that to you. I originally got involved uh, volunteering with them by uh, I didn't even know they existed. It was just being in the Disney Twitterverse and finding Disney podcast and the first time I ever heard about Give Kids the World was on uh, the Be Our Guest podcast with Mike Rahman and from there I just it sounded like something that was that I wanted to uh, be part be part of I used to uh, volunteer as an EMT and me- messed up my leg so I went to um, I couldn't do my job anymore and kind of missed doing it so I was looking for something to pull me in. Okay. So the fundraising actually started off with just some creative ways. We're all Disney people, and how can we really have a little bit of fun and turn um, turn a profit for Give Kids the World also in, in the process? So it all started with a, a good friend of mine by the name of Phil Vanderpool, and we were part of the same running team, which was the Mickey Milers. And he decided that he was going to do his yearly fundraising. For the Mickey Milers, you had to do a minimum of $50 of um, fundraising a year to be part of this running team. And you can just make the donation and just after that, no questions asked. He decided he wanted to do a little bit more. So he came up with this cockamamie harebrained scheme to uh, spend the day on Stitch's Great Escape. For every hundred dollars he donated, for every hundred dollars somebody donated to Give Kids the World through his first giving page, he would spend an hour on Stitch's Great Escape, just getting, going on the attraction, getting off, getting back in line, going through all the pre-shows to go back onto the attraction, just over and over again. That's when a lot of dog aliens. This alien. was no. Just no. Yes. There's no. <laughs> well, when when this started to be when this started to be advertised, he he did about two months before he actually did it. He started raising money for this, and my I remember at that point my uh, Facebook tweet uh, feed was just blowing up, and it was like everybody was like, "Hey, everybody, let's help let's help torture Phil." More. Be sadistic. Give as much money as you can. The more money you can, the more he's going to have to sit around and be on this uh, monstrosity of a uh, attraction. And just uh, let's just fuck him over really good. So <laughs> I remember uh, that that week I was in Walt Disney World for that week. So I had planned to do the Dolphins and Depth Tour, and okay. the money that I was the money that I was going to do for that. I quickly called up Walt Disney World. I canceled the tour. They refunded. They refunded me, and the money that I was going to put towards that, I donated two hundred bucks to Phil. So there was two hours right there. 
After feeling guilty for a bit, I actually came. I actually met him for the first couple of rides for the first hour, and then disappeared for the entire day. Uh, pretty much, people gave this guy. Um, this they gave him over two thousand dollars to keep him riding all day. So it just all he just went around and around. He stopped to go to the bathroom. He ended up. He didn't even go to eat. He he packed food with him. For the entire time, and just ate it while he was in the queue. No, and no, just no. he basically he had protein bars and crackers all day, and just bottles of water. Yeah, how can he even eat after riding that ride a few times? Just that smell alone. You know, I was we really worried about what he smelled like after he was done doing this. Probably, probably smelled like chili dogs and vomit. <laughs> at that point, the Magic Kingdom opened at nine. It was closing at midnight. I met him for the last couple rides, and then it was going to be extra magic hours. I met him for the uh, the last couple rides, and I was really tempted to wait for him at the end and just go over to Casey's corner and just wait for him to come out of the ride and be like, I bought you a chili dog. Oh, you should have done it. You so should have done it. That this would have been worth This guy would have everything. handed me my balls on a silver platter if I pulled that shit. I'm sadistic enough to have done that. Uh, <laughs> it would have been worth it. It would have been definitely worth it. Because you, you had to have somebody film that then, too. And that would just be perfect. <laughs> so the last hour of this, I went back and rode with him for the last hour to see him finish. It got to a point where it was extra magic hours. I'm like, well, you know, I'm staying on property. He's like, fuck you. That's not happening. <laughs> I'm local. I'm out of here. Uh, That's awesome, yeah. though. So, uh, real quick. If you had to spend 30, what, 33 hours on that ride? It wasn't Total? 15 hours. It wasn't that. It was... I mean, you figure what? 9 to 9 would be 12, plus midnight would be another 3. So you're looking at, what, 15 oh, 50, hours? Right, so 15... Yeah, that's 14 and a half hours too long. So if you had to spend 15 hours on Stitch, what would be the worst part of that? Which part isn't the worst part of that? Because <laughs> I think I think, yeah. I think that, that that Richard Kind pre-show would annoy the shit out of me. There is nothing about that attraction that didn't annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I think it would be for me the uh, the restraints on your oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, the shoulder hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After a while, he said, "You don't smell. You don't smell the chili dog, on that. <laughs> it just gets ingrained into your pores. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you go nose blind, as the saying goes. Oh, after no. he and then afterwards, he had a little bit of Stockholm syndrome because he was defending the attraction. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would well, be the we... one that's. He would say, you know, it's a perfect attraction for little boys, and all that. It was so like, yeah, okay. He is his brain is fried." It took him well, about a, it took him about a year to actually go back on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it couldn't be the the true perfect attraction then. <laughs> so the following year after he did this, he decided, okay, well, let's continue this, but let's add more people in because he's like, if we can get something going on in Disneyland too, we can make we can raise more money. It takes uh, for every five thousand dollars you raise for Give Kids the World, another family goes there. So, the idea was let's try to actually send a family or maybe two if we could. So, the next year, he implemented the Small World Challenge. 
And it was supposed to, he had only committed to 12 hours. And about, we had about 30 people between Disney World and Disneyland riding It's a Small World all day. So this included getting on the line, riding the ride, getting off, getting back on it. We did relax it. We, we were able to take a break to go eat, and we were able to take our bathroom breaks on that. So I did have a little, I did, we did have a small little bit of a break, but I told people that I would do this, and for every $100 I spent, I would ride, I would just participate for an hour, thinking, oh yeah, well, there's no way people are going to give me that much money. You know, you can only go, when fundraising, you can only go to the well a certain amount of times. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, yeah, no, I'm not giving you any more money. I understand that, yeah, my friends were a bunch of assholes and they decided <laughs> to be, and these dickheads ended up giving me over two, $2,200. $2, thus awesome, making wow. me stay on, stay on for 17 hours on this fucking ride. God. So you were actually like the punishment that the skippers threatened. Yes. <laughs> you live through that. <laughs> I do have to throw out a uh, I do have to throw out a shout out to my friend Kim Sharoff who actually beat me and she actually stayed with me to do it and after she finished her fundraising wow. she she felt bad for me. And she actually rolled one more time more than I rolled forty-seven times in that day. She rolled forty-eight times because I had to go oh to the bathroom. God. So she actually has me beaten on that one. So everybody wow. since Lent, there were people that were there for maybe two, three hours. Everybody else was like, after twelve hours, like, yeah, we're done. Me, I was just a stubborn dickhead at that time, being like, no, they gave me the money. I'm gonna see this through. I don't know. I, I don't know what was uh, going through my head at so that time. I have a quick question. How strict were you with this? Because I know, like, with gadgetry and everything right now, I can easily distract myself for a time period on my cell phone. Oh, yeah, no. Um, the entire time we were having, uh, we were having fun with it. We were taking, we were taking really uh, crazy videos on, on, the, on the ride, taking, doing stupid poses. There's one, there's one entire ride where I actually rode the It's a Small World. I had my shoes off. I'm up. The, I'm in the uh, fetal position, sucking my thumb through the entire <laughs> ride. I slept. I slept a couple times during the ride. Uh, when when there were more people with us, there were times where we had entire boats to ourselves. So we were just having. Wow. There were people that I hadn't seen in a while. So it was just we were just catching up, having conversations. Other times it was like, okay, well we're on we're on the boat. Um, Mike Sculper from WDW today was. Uh, this was his main fun. This was his fundraiser, and for instance, he was on one of the rides. He was trying to count how many koala bears were in one scene, or how many how many rooms had boys, how many rooms had girls. Like we, you, you come up, you come up with a whole bunch of how many how many sons are in the are in the ride. Little things like that to kind of keep it interesting. So, so, so as you're riding, as you're riding for these seventeen hours, I mean. You've got to go through a couple of shifts of cast members. Did the cast members start recognizing you and start realizing, the wait, ca- this guy's back? Yeah, the cast members caught on very early to what they what we were doing, and they were very impressed by it. And they actually came up and they apologized because they they said if we could actually just keep you on the same boats and keep you going around, we would do it. It's just with the capacity at this point. So they actually and you're like. Pro- 
No, yeah. it's really okay. <laughs> I much like, prefer to no, wait online. No, guys, guys, no, you don't have to do that. We we don't need special treatment. I don't mind getting off and getting oh, back in line. Wow. It's okay. That was our sanity. The last two hours, however, they kept us on the same boat. We just kept oh, going no. around and around and around. How long after that did you have that? The cast members were quite. Right. The cast members were quite impressed with it. At this, not as much the year afterwards. Believe it or not, I was really, I was able to really uh, put the song out of my head early on in the day because a lot of times I was just having conversations with people. It was just background noise that really wasn't bothering me. It was more, um, there are these ducks at the beginning and end of the ride. There's a little shepherd girl and the (laughs) quacking of the ducks, they click their beaks together. For some reason, to this day, if I ride that ride, the sound of that clicking of their beaks just... I just I want to turn around and I just want to I just want to rip somebody's balls off. It's called PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All you hear is clicking. Oh, I can even pick your next one then if that drove you nuts. Oh uh, yeah. It's called the tiki I say room. tiki room. <laughs> um, oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. no I I I rather gargle Drano. Because <laughs> look I I'm a big fan of the Sherman Brothers. I love Small World. I would probably be able to ride that in a number of times before, you know, getting nauseated. Because well, it's, it. it's all pneumatic. It's tiki Room and the, the clicking of the birds. Yeah, that'd be tough. The clicking of the everything. There's not one thing that doesn't click in that attraction. <laughs> well, it's 50 years old. Uh, so, so look, after after Small World, what was next? What'd you, what'd you do to the top The following year, we following year we did the jungle cruise challenge again the whole idea being attractions that are both in disney world and disneyland so we had people in disneyland riding we had people in disney world riding and our disney world uh delegation we specialized in breaking skippers (laughs) (laughs) so this was this was 12 hours just over and over again and by, by ride number two, there's a video that I put out a couple of weeks ago uh, showing uh, one of those time hop videos of just one of, the, one of the skippers just getting so flustered that she just starts it and then she stops her monologue and just raises up her microphone for everybody to answer. So we, there were times where we, we, each ride we tried to change it up to really mess with the skippers. So there were times where... Uh, we would laugh at everything that wasn't a joke. So just stuff like, be, uh, please keep your aunt, hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the boat. And we would just bust out laughing like it was the most funniest thing she ever said at that point. <laughs> Another time we just spent the entire ride stoic, just staring down, just showing no emotion, just staring down the, uh, the oh, skipper. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she probably just thought you all didn't speak English, so there's always a chance of that too. <laughs> no, they they all knew what we were doing. So it was there were skippers that actually wanted wanted us on their boats. They would see us coming around. There were some that were, there were some that were like when we were getting on their boat, they were really excited because they wanted to see what they were doing next. And then there were there was one I remember just I'm watching her and she sees that we're about to get on her boat and she's like. Fuck my life. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and then one of the guys is like, well, you know what? He's like, all right, fine. Game on. If you guys are going to be like this, I'm going to use the, I'm going to start doing the jokes that I'm not supposed to tell. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. So, 
So, for instance, when the whole uh, when the whole uh, ginger snaps with the whole um, with, with, with the crocodiles, mm-hmm. it's like I I can tell you what's going through her head teeth. Oh shit! <laughs> that one you usually wow. won't hear. You won't hear that one on the Jungle Cruise. But this was just we got and we got the off-color Jungle Cruise That's based cool. on that one. That's that was, awesome. That was though. awesome. Another thing we started doing to actually, which actually. A couple of times it got it got to a point because we forgot ourselves because a couple this is something that I wouldn't recommend doing again because we realized that there were other people in the boat sometimes and it was impeding on their uh, experience and we actually talked to them and they got they got to ride the ride again <laughs> after after being with us but like during the temple scene we would pick a classic rock song and just start singing it so it'd be, so <laughs> going through the temple we would we would do like. Uh, we did one time. We like did wagon wheel. One time we did. We will rock you. We just one time we did, and then and then it's it, it went from rock songs to old time folk songs, and just like yeah, you know, that's kind of a little Simon, a little Simon and Garfunkel uh, harmonizing in the in the in the. It, it could be, you, know, got, you could take that super dark too, if yes. you know what I mean. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I always wish that that scene had just some little more aspect to it. Like oh, the fact oh, that it goes sort of silent. like what they have in Japan? Well, yeah, but <laughs> I just wish that they had something more to it than just sitting in silence and watching a tiger with glowy eyes. You had to sing the Eye of the Tiger at least once. Come on. Yes, we... Yes, we did. <laughs> like you seen the uh, the Willy Wonka, oh, yeah. the Willy Wonka boat song. <laughs> it's not raining. I think it might have actually... I think that might have actually happened. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> is is there another one after that, or is after that the last? The time year after that, we did um, pirates all day. Oh, you see, that wouldn't bother me. Oh, that would be I. I could do that all day. Well, see, that's well, especially if it's in California. Well, that's that's the that's the thing. Now it's getting to a point where it's like we've done we've done the rides that nobody wants to ride. So now it's like if. It stopped this year. It didn't happen. The, the Mickey Milers and no, no more. Uh, I'm hoping to actually, when talking about future fundraising, I'm hoping to actually open it up uh, and run a run a uh, some type of fundraiser next year with my uh, podcast group, the Mickey Dudes, and open it up to a whole bunch of uh, other uh, podcast communities. So Three Seats Nation is more than welcome to awesome. join. In well, with I'm this. pretty sure. Well, look, Trent, right now Trenton is down at Disney World, um, bouging it up like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when Trenton gets back, because he'll listen to this, and maybe he can put up a poll and see which ride the Sheeters think you should you should try. So, <laughs> so okay. we'll challenge we'll challenge well, Trenton to put up a poll and see see if we can come up with a ride that maybe the Sheeters think would be an awesome idea for your fundraiser. If it's in a park that I can drink at, I would love to do no. Haunted Mansion all that's day. Too easy. But, but but when you ask people from, I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, hey, can you? Hey, uh, will you no. give me money for riding Haunted Mansion all day? Yeah, like, yeah uh, no, I have fuck you. Like, I want to do that. The Tomorrowland <laughs> Speedway. Yeah. Carbon monoxide yeah, poisoning. Th- yeah, you'd yeah, end up dead. I, I don't want people. Yeah, people will be yeah, high as a kite. Right, nobody will survive that. It'll be on my. It'll be on my head. Yeah. I'm thinking Grand Fiesta because well, it's, we base, can't put it's in, basically um, space uh, space mountain because then you'll lose a kidney or two. 
No, a stone anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why tower that's why Tower of Terror is out at this point. Uh, but I mean, it would work because it's it's mm, Disneyland well, too. So if I can get people in Disneyland, see that's not fair work. because Disneyland. I was thinking, from what I understand, it's a different attraction every time. It's different, a little bit different every time you ride it. So is Tower of Terror. Well, yeah. Well, now, well now, well now that it's now that it's. I would much rather. Do, yeah, I would uh, sign up for that. I'd fly there for that. So. <laughs> uh, we're back to exactly. the hate for Twilight Zone. It's not the hate. It's it's not no, the hate. I love, I love Twilight Zone. It's it just yeah, this I works would... so well. The, the new one. It's a, it's an eyesore, but it works so well. What about Buzz Lightyear? Space Ranger Spin. Again, it's it's, it's a fun game, straight to. Yeah. I mean, it's. It that's why I thought I'm thinking. Grand Fiesta is pretty much Mexican small world. See, but True. I'll get drunk and I'll start singing along. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I want to have the entire boat singing straight through. That would be great. <laughs> Little things like that. And then if people want to take a break, you know, go over to La Cava, take a couple shots of tequila. Hmm? You know, that would be... I tell you what, if you wanted to do this and you wanted cheaters to get involved, yeah. you're going to be... <laughs> oh, <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> Cheaters are, they're very charitable, but they're also very fucking mean. <laughs> they will have you on that ride for two well, days well, that's straight. that's the thing. I want to open it up so that other people will join me and they can do their own fundraising. And so basically anybody who wants to actually come join me and do this and everything, they'll set up their own fundraising for it. And they can set up, what, okay, well, if you want to give me $50, I'll ride for two hours or something like that. It's what, whatever they oh, want to... No. Whatever they want to do. It'll be a hundred. If I was doing this, oh, it's easy. A hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Hundred. Hundred dollars an hour. Now I have a odd question. Sure. That I don't know if you've thought of yet. But what happens if the attraction breaks down? Okay, so if obviously that little things like that are beyond your control. If the attraction goes down, you know what? You're there. You're waiting to go back on it. At that point, it's just good faith. Yet. You let okay. you obviously you tweet that out. You let everybody know. Hey, listen, this is the case. If you want, if you have another, if you have another day, if you want to go back and just kind of just do it on your own another day and kind of make up for that, that's fine. I don't think I considering considering what what the money's being raised for. It's a, the cause that it's going mm -hmm. to. It's um, it's definitely something that uh, I don't think most people would mind, unless they're really fucking sadistic. You know, that's my problem with some of our cheaters is that they are and they're gonna well, want to choose a backup ride. Well, what, what I did was this. I, I reached my fundraising goal for uh, for um, Jungle Cruise. So I told people for every other for, for every 25 bucks I get, I'll take a shot of Beverly and I will I will because uh, we had a, they had a Beverly challenge. It was done by Mike Scopa and Phil who originally created this. I said I couldn't. I couldn't be there during this, so I said I will. I will go and I will go on Facebook Live and I will do shots of Beverly. So I ended up having to go to Epcot and doing twenty-five shots of Beverly. Oh no! <laughs> over this, the next day, I did it. I got through. I finished about ten minutes after I finished. I was feeling good, and then all of a sudden, I just my stomach just was like, "Yeah, no." I ran to the figment bathrooms and I vomited my brains out. <laughs> I was gonna say that's wow. a lot of essentially tonic water to drink. <laughs> um, it was no, it was worth it was worth every swallow at that point. Money was going to go into a great place, so Fair it was enough. like I was 
my feeling was that there are kids that wake up, at, give kids the world, you know, they have to have their medical treatments. They get up, they, they are vomiting for most of the morning, and then they have, they have to just recover and they go into the parks later on. So I kind of figured, you know, a little pain for that. You know, these, these kids are going through a lot more over there. Well, I know. What, if you're not afraid of throwing up, then there's this little ride called the teacups. Oh, there you go. That wouldn't bother me. Oh, prim- primeval world. Yeah, no, oh. I like I like my neck. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I have my See, I have my limits. That shit ain't happening. A few rounds on the teacups, and I am throwing up. So, so. If, any, if, if nobody's ever been in a, a high speed car collision, primeval world's a perfect replica. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, uh, Dave, this has been awesome. We we definitely um, definitely make sure you post in three sheets. Post when you when you do this because Trenton, we're gonna we're gonna challenge him to make a poll when he gets back from uh, being the most bougiest of the hosts at Disney World. Go over to Facebook.com uh, slash groups slash three sheets, and that's where you're gonna find our Facebook group. That's where you're gonna find the Facebook poll to to find out which ride maybe the Sheeters think Dave and his uh, merry band of uh, fundraisers should do next because it sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm sure the Sheeters will gladly gladly help you ride some of the worst rides in Disney more. They're more than welcome to suffer with me. Do you have an idea of when or like a date in mind yet? So if people are trying to plan a vacation to do this? I haven't can... yet. It's I would okay. I would give at least it's going to be sometime probably next summer. It's I'll give at least 5 months notice. Perfect. Uh, I'm also like as I said I'm also trying to uh, orchestrate a move down there at the same time, so uh, I'm thinking probably sometime in August of next year. Okay. Okay. That's probably that's plenty of time for for sheeters to uh, uh, get their shit together. The other, the only other option is uh, some. I'm going to be down there for a week in April. I would do it then. The only thing is, I'm trying to earmark that for uh, job interviews when I go down there. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, look, give kids the world is something that's near and dear to our hearts right now. Uh, Dave, as you know, we're also running a little fundraiser for uh, Give Kids the World. Yes, I do. Uh, and that is an awesome, awesome experience down in Disney World when the sheet-up is happening, which is really, really soon. It's we're, insane. We're all under the fast pass time. Yeah. We're uh, all under yep. 60 days. So, prize package number one, if you want to donate to Give Kids the World, if you want to help out a, a charity that is near and dear to, to Dave's heart, uh, go over to www.gktw.org, and that's where you're going to find the, the donate page. And you donate there, screenshot your donation, screenshot what you donated, send it to our Gmail. That's three, the number three, sheets to the mouse at gmail.com. Send us what you want, or send us your uh, send us your donation, send us the screenshot of your donation so that we can enter you to this awesome prize package. Now, Dave, you followed yeah. you followed along the show. Prize package number one. You got to be excited for it if you're down there. I am. The reason my my thing is I have to leave the day before. I'm going to the sheet up, but I got to leave on the fifth. So I'm like, you guys suck. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's the only day they give it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually I actually ran into the I actually ran into the guy at the speedway um, by by the car sale center who works up at um, who gives all of those classes. Mike over at um, oh. At, Yep, yeah, Mike, Mike Sass. I met I uh, met up with him on uh, Saturday night. Uh, I was in I was in Walt Disney World last week, so 
he had finished his shift and he was buying beer in the speedway at that point. So, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Br- prize packs number one is an awesome bourbon tasting over at uh, Top of the World Lounge. The the awesome bourbon tasting. Um, uh, Dave mentioned Mike Sass. Uh, Bree, I think, is the other uh, class mm-hmm. instructor. She does the bourbon. Yep. At least she did the bourbon class when we were there. They they are well knowledge of bourbon. They have uh, they have many many years experience of drinking bourbon. Um, Bree Bree knows good bourbon because she'll drink Pappy Twenty Three. Mike's been a bartender at Walt Disney World for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. So if you want to join uh, the host and some other special sheeters over at the Bourbon Tasting uh, on November 6th, 2018, go over to www.gktw.org, donate, because for every $20 you donate, uh, you'll get one entry into the prize package. And that is an, uh, it's a really cool uh, bourbon tasting. But not only do you get the bourbon tasting, you're actually going to come home, uh, well, be sent to your home, with a really cool prize package of uh, little knickknacks, some, some Glencairn glasses, some some things to taste bourbon with when you get home, but also and maybe. You're, but you're forgetting the best part: What's a that? photo op with your favorite host. Well, that that too, but <laughs> that was obvious. <laughs> you can rub Trenton's bald head; he'll enjoy it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you can stroke his beard. Uh, but but. but You'll also get some of the some of the this awesome giftware to come back home and drink some bourbon with us as we drink on the show. Uh, do not miss out on this if you're gonna be at Disney World for the Great Sheet Up. It is it's gonna be an awesome experience. You're gonna have a, a lot of fun. So make sure you get into this uh, again. The date is Tuesday, November sixth, at Top of the World Lounge. Uh, the yeah, winners you're gonna meet downstairs at four thirty. Um, in the lobby, and then we'll be escorted up. Exactly. So, uh, an ultimate booze fest because we are basically taking over that entire uh, bourbon tasting. I want to say it was open to twenty or twenty-five, and we have. When we were up, we were up there it was twenty. It's five tables of four, and we so have the majority 12 rules. As 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 Horizon says, yeah. majority rules. Um. But that's not only the the only way you can win. Uh, if you're not going to be in Disney World, you can still win a really really cool prize package of, of some uh, three sheets swag, uh, three sheets going Cairns, three sheets drinking stuff. Personal touches from each of your hosts. We'll we're all gonna uh, include something in there for you to be a part of uh, three sheets nation. And for that prize package, for every ten dollars you donate, you'll get one entry. So a hundred dollar donation to give kids the world. That's 10 entries. Uh, we're keeping track. Mikey, Mikey is keeping track of all the donations. We have raised over $2,400 already. Nice. So we're, nice. so we're already halfway to giving a family a vacation. Almost halfway to giving exactly. a family a vacation at this point. And isn't that enough for Trenton it's, to it's shave It's pretty close. I think, I think we're almost there. Uh, a, a couple of hundred dollars more. I think he said $2,500 and he would shave his beard completely off and I think he should keep that for a month I think he needs to shave for a full month <laughs> <laughs> well I say if we if we are able to send one family a full 5,000 I think he should keep it for a month yes I don't know if he's going to go along with that but that's what well, I'm saying well he will well, you know how they say no shave November this we can, we can call it go shave November there, there you, you go. go that works yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stay clean shaven for a month 
AKL. Um, <laughs> Scott, you don't, <laughs> you don't have a joy on your face. That's yeah. not You know what? Save. I'll shave. I'll shave on October 31st, and I won't have to shave for the rest of the month, anyways. <laughs> I say you should, should get some spirit gum and actually have to wear a beard for a month. <laughs> that would freak everyone out. It would be awesome. Uh, but definitely go over there. Go over and donate. Donate what you can. Uh, when Dave, when Dave does his uh, his fundraiser, we'll certainly post a ton about it in the group as well, because uh, these are these are this is a really awesome charity. It's a really cool charity. They do a lot of good in the world when there's more than more good than we need it at, at all times. I'll see if I can find the video of uh, us breaking one of the skippers on Jungle Cruise. Please, I'll post it in the awesome. uh, in the Three Sheets group. I'm also thinking that hopefully oh, that'd be great. if we can swing it depending on the date, I want to try to get one of us down there to do it. Well, you them. guys might be down there depending on the date. Well, it's August, right? It's August, so it's my birthday and whatever. And we might be, there's cruise things maybe happening, but um, I'm sure we can maybe swing a weekend. We'll have an annual pass. So there you go. We'll figure out what's going to go on. And once we'll you get the date firmed up, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flexible at this point. So stay tuned to the Facebook page. Stay tuned to Three Sheets of the Mouse. Uh, we'll definitely have some more info as, as this, uh, this, uh, this new ride fundraiser comes along from Dave and, and the Mickey dudes over there. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Hearing your stories of um, Chili Dog Burps. <laughs> imagine that just still is nauseating me i can't even tell you the thought of that smell in my face oh. <laughs> i think kathy and jimmy's voice would also you, you know me. i work i work in a bank and i where i work is pretty noisy all the damn time so i can tune out almost any noise but that smell but <laughs> smells is a little bit different of a thing that I usually don't have to like kind of block and yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah. So, uh, so Dave, again, thank you for coming on the show, Dave, My pleasure. Uh, over at the Mickey dudes podcast, tell them where, tell the sheeters where they can find you. Cause if they don't listen to the Mickey dudes, they probably should. They should. We're on, uh, iTunes. Uh, just do a search for the Mickey dudes. Um, you could also find us on uh, Twitter at the Mickey dudes and on, um, Instagram at the Mickey dudes podcast. And we always po- we always post links to our shows uh, when they come out from over there, so you can just get our RSS feed from there. Awesome. Where and where can people find you directly? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Figments Reality, and you can also get me on Facebook, Dave Koch. I'm in the uh, I'm in the Sheeter group, so just uh, feel free to friend me. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Dave, uh, as we do every week. Uh, we have a little segment called Close Your Marks. Uh, it's your turn as our guest to give us some closure marks tonight. Disney World is definitely a special place for all of us. And um, one of the things is always keeping the magic alive. Uh, if you do end up uh, basically uh, participating in the Three Sheets fundraiser for Give Against the World, you're helping bring the magic to a whole bunch of families that really need it most. So definitely get out there make your donations send the boys your screenshots and win some cool prizes in the process absolutely um 
like I said, go over to, go over to iTunes. Check out the Mickey Dudes podcast. Some of our own cheaters, Kyle Ostrander, um, Michael Fernandez, Joe Quattrochi, Dave. You guys are all on the show. It's an awesome show. Tim Schweska is also in the group. Tim, Sh- uh, Tim Schweska. Everybody, go check it out. Really, go download. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. It is, uh, it is a great show. So, Adam, give me some close remarks tonight. Well... I actually don't have anything great now. <laughs> because I didn't expect to go next. It's usually person. Tim. It's usually Tim, and then I go after Tim. <laughs> just screwing up the rotation. Well, Tim just follows with a, I'm tired, good night. Uh, <laughs> and then it's usually me. Because every time every time I'm last, and everybody has already said what I wanted so, to say. So I'm like, all right, so up. then Tim, I'm tired, Tim I'm going to you bed. get to Leave go first. Give me some closing remarks. Well, first I want to thank Dave for coming on. Uh, I'm looking forward to joining him and helping uh, Mickey Dudes raise some money for a great charity. It's the first year we're doing it. Uh, we, we've done other charities in the past and raised some money from other good charities and looking forward to helping out Give Kids the World. Let's raise yeah. some more money for a good cause. Adam, give me some closing remarks tonight. Alright, so this is an awesome opportunity to not have to do much work and have a great outcome and get to enjoy something that You might not normally get a chance to enjoy. If you're not a DVC member, there's no other way kind of into this event. You're not going to be able to go it. And you have to be a blue card DVC member, which means you have to be buy your points through Disney or be grandfathered in. So if it's something that you're even thinking about doing, 20 bucks gets you one entry. And that's all it's going to take. You got to be in it to win it. Yeah. So check it out. And like I said, you might get a photo op with some of your favorite hosts. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. The bourbon tasting is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a very exclusive event. Uh, there's there's only two spots open, so make sure you get those tickets. Possibly three. Possibly three. There's two, maybe three. So get, uh. your, get your tickets. <laughs> buy those tickets. <laughs> buy your uh, buy your entryway in. Go over to www.gktw.org. And that's it's where you can... Mocking. That's where you can donate. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's where you can donate your, your money to uh, to get into this bourbon tasting if you're at the Great Sheet Up in November. Um, again, the date is November 6, 2018. It's going to be a fun time. You're not going to regret this. There are many... Th- well, there may be regrets, but not from the event. Yes, there, there are many... <laughs> yeah. There may be after-hours regrets. regrets. Uh, usually they start with Fireball. This will not have that. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Loud and top of the world. Which I just to correct, yeah, top of the world. Any DVC member can get up to. It's no, I'm talking years. about, but the, the event, the bourbon tasting event, get you cannot into. get into. You have to be a blue card to get to book the event. Yeah, no, the mm-hmm. the, the, oh, the bourbon, the events itself, you have to be a, a full member to get into. Any member can get into top of the world, but other than that, uh, the events uh, are uh, are direct sale only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, Dave, again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been really informative, really fun. I'm glad you got to let your uh, let your wild side out on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> How does it feel to cross the line? We, we tow the line on our show, but we don't cross it, so it, yeah, we don't of, have, it works very well. Yeah, we don't have a line. <laughs> what's a line? Wait, no. Uh, what's, what's, what's the phrase from our T-shirt? Sheeters know how to cross the line? Something like that. Sure. <laughs> Something like that. I drink too much to remember things. <laughs> the, the yeah, so uh, look, uh, tonight was a lot of fun. Go over there. Go donate. 
Give Kids the World. It's awesome, awesome charity. Uh, we're glad to help out. We're glad Dave is there to help out as well. But from all of us at Three Sheets of Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while.